0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're here. It's the weekend. Happy Friday. And now, another aspect of my football commanders only version is the Washington commanders beat if. So today's episode is the Washington commanders. Tennessee Titans if I give my top 5 thing on what I believe they need in order to be the Tennessee Titans First thing they need is to continue to run the ball effectively Last week, believe it or not, against the Dallas Cowboys, Washington was able to run the football effectively and actually, in a lot of the games that they actually look good in, they ran the ball effectively. When you run the ball, you're able to do multiple things off of the run. Now, we do got to remember that this is Washington, so not everything is is ran effectively off of what they do well. I mean, let's just be honest. They literally ran the ball well against Dallas and had absolutely no play action. You run the ball well against Tennessee, you have a chance. You really do. Tennessee is not that team where, you know, they they bully you, but they haven't stopped anybody quite yet this year when it comes to the run. I believe last week was the first time when they played the Colts. And Jonathan Taylor got got injured pretty bad but that is the number one thing they run the ball they'll be fine number two you gotta control the clock you have to control the clock now, a lot of these is probably going to be stuff that's pretty basic if you're, you're really in the football but you gotta control the clock um we gotta remember that Tennessee Titans has that big beast of a man at running back on their side of the field Derrick Henry gets in control of this football game, you can just forget it. That front four, that banged up front four has got a lot of work to do this week. But most importantly, your Jamin Davis and your Cole Holcombs trying to stop that beast of a man. You better eat your Wheaties and drink your milk this week, uh, fellas. You really do. That one's pretty simple. Now let's get into a little bit of the complex stuff here. Number three, um, basically, Scott Turner has to use his weapons this week. You don't have Jahan Dotson, which is a big hurt, but you 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 got explosive guys on the outside. You got your Cam Sims and you got your. The Army Browns, who you drafted last year, who showed a lot of promise, both of these guys. And for some reason, this team just refuses to use both of them. The world needs to see these two guys be dynamic, and you you must use Curtis Samuel to his strengths. They decided not to do it last week against Dallas, and it showed. It's just that simple. It, it showed. Now, number four. Corners cannot be beat by this weak wide receiver core. They cannot. Now, partially that's on Jack Del Rio and his scheme. And the other part, is the players. The players have to man up. They literally are letting too many things go on players that is not mid-tier receivers in this in this football league. Now, yes, you got your C.D. Lamb, who just made William Jackson look stupid a few times. Yes, you got your A.J. Browns and your Devontae Smith and Philly, who, even though they had some outrageous games... I think the corners actually did solid. And I'm eating crow when I'm saying that. Because if you look at Devontae Smith's stats, the majority of it came on one catch that should not have been recorded as a catch. And that's when the floodgates opened up and the team decided they didn't want to show up. Because it was a 0-0 game, before that happened. But to let Amon St. Brown just go berserk on you. To let guys like DJ Chark go berserk on you. You cannot have that this week with Robert Woods, who is a solid receiver, but is not technically mid to upper tier when it comes to the wide receiving court. And you cannot let Ryan Tannehill go crazy. If Ryan Tannehill has a great day at quarterback, if he has an okay game at quarterback, we're losing this game. Like, it's just bottom line. like Because if he has an okay game, that means Derrick Henry is just going berserk and weird. The game's over, like literally. And last but not least, and it's by far the most important thing, the offensive line has to show up. This offensive of line, outside of the first game of the season, and I can include the first game of the season if I wanted to, has looked like a high school team going up against grown men. It's sickening. It's sickening because we as fans have seen the promise offensive of line could be, but one thing, Chase Rouillet can't stay healthy, I think this is his third year before week six, that he he went out with an injury for the entire season, I think it was a leg, a arm, and I think this time it was his knee, Um, Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner, uh, extreme downgrades from Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers. Like, Eric Flowers is still on the street. But Eric Flowers was not a bad left guard last year, people. They just didn't want to pay him $10 million on his last year of his contract. I would have been better off paying him $10 million for the last year of the contract than paying $11 million for two guards who are blocking each other. Charles Leno, look, bro, the best thing about you is you don't you, you come off the field. The worst thing about you is you try to become Jason Peters and Tyron Smith. And, yes, Tyron Smith is still rated as the highest left tackle in the league, but, dog, I've seen a lot from Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith has been getting burned the last few years, okay? Don't bring that my way. Sorry, Cowboy fans. Say I'm hating all you want. Sam Cosme, I'm borderline happy this dude is out this week because he needs to be the right guard right now. They've been been in talks about moving him inside. The guy just does not have the footwork to be a tackle. Literally, every time somebody says hike, before he takes his first step, the guy has already passed him. This offensive line is tragic. I think Sadiq Charles is getting a started right guard this week. Obviously, Trey Turner just he just decided he was never going to do any skill moves since he was off of the team. But you nobody know, signed him. And that should be my bonus. We gotta stop signing Caroline Carolina Panther players. Like, yes, he's been good to you in the past, but. The reason that a lot of coaches fail in their second and third try as head coach is because they keep signing players that they knew on the team that they po- they coached with first. This is the Washington Companthers. It's not Commanders, it's the Panthers. Nearly half the roster is former Panthers. The other half is players that we drafted. And then three or four are guys that we gave a lot of money to that we shouldn't have been looking at in the first place. You know, there's something to say when you sign a guy and nobody's looking at him except you. Which contradicts my point about Eric Flowers because nobody even looked at this guy. But um I believe, man, I believe the first part of this season was just throwaway. I believe that we can get better. I hope we can get better. But let's be honest. It's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. Um, you lose this game to the Titans, uh, season's over. Forget it. And it's bad because your schedule is pretty weak. Even though they are 1-3 right now, they have the type of schedule that they can easily end the season with six to eight wins. But it's not going to happen. You lose to Detroit. The way the Jaguars came along at the end of the game, you should have lost to the Jaguars. They're not beating the Giants. The Giants are just playing out of their minds right now, even with Daniel Jones not playing well. Um, I mean, I I hope we can do something when everybody comes back from injury, but I just wanted to do something real quick, one more way to work, appreciate all the support that you guys have given me, um, I'm back up to the average viewership that I had before I took my hiatus because of my job. Um, Now I got this new job, so literally, I'm going to try to put up at least four pop-ups every week. Two of them will be, as far as the commanders, Um, next month, I'll do a a weekly add-on to what I'm doing, which is my basketball coaching, so a lot of girls like to listen to my podcast, um, especially when I'm talking about them, Um, so I'll add that to the the podcast realm uh, how about JV girls and my varsity girls are gonna be looking this year so look out for that second week of November and also now that I have my new job the movie reviews are going to come back people okay my schedule has been out of whack literally I've literally had no days when I was doing absolutely nothing so now I'm back to the to Having at least certain Saturdays and Sunday evenings off until the basketball season begins next in next month in November. So, look out for that. Appreciate you guys. It's going to be four and five podcasts a week dropping. So, you're going to have Friday, you're going to have Monday, you're going to have Tuesday. And you're definitely going to have the random pop-ups between Big Irv and Mini Boo. So that's four right there. Then you got the little miscellaneous stuff that I like to talk about, uh, especially when basketball season comes up. So look out, people. Big Irv versus the people is coming back. Follow your boy on all his socials. B-I-G-I-R-V 716. If you want to follow the Twitter page and the Instagram page, for the basketball season is Coach Irvin Payne, Coach I R V I N P A Y N E. If you want to follow the girls' teams, the J V page is WJJV Girls B Ball. The varsity page is WJ Girls Basketball. So look out for that. Appreciate you guys paying attention to your boy. I will get with you guys later. Really love you guys. Really love you guys. Peace out.